been a little bit in the making, hasn't it? I yeah. remember talking to Sean about this about a year ago and saying that we would love to do something like this because um, parenting is amazing mm. and wonderful and joyful mm. and really challenging and really hard. And we yeah. often find ourselves in situations where we go, I'm just not sure how to deal with that. I'm not sure how to... Um, what to do in this situation, yep. you know, no one kind of prepares us to be a parent, you know, we have yep. children and then we're kind of learning as we go or learning as different things just arise yep. um, with our kids and our kids all have different temperaments and personalities, so what works for one child doesn't necessarily work for another, so um, as someone who loves and has been really challenged in... Um, the joy of parenting, I guess our heart is to just kind of support you and journey with you in the parenting journey and and try to equip you as best as we can because I know yeah. I've needed lots of help and lots of support and I've read lots of books and yeah. done online things and I've tried to resource myself because I became mm. a parent but really I had no idea how to be a parent. Mm. So uh, I guess we want to try and make it a little bit easier for you and just kind of resource you and equip you so that... Um, it's more joyful and less challenging, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm really excited that Sean's here with us. I know him and his wife have done quite a lot of parenting stuff. And he's obviously worked with children and had his own children for a number of years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're welcome to just share your heart and um, your wisdom and anything Thank that, you. you know, you feel God leading us in today. Absolutely. Thank welcome, you. Sean. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Very good. Well, it's good to see you all here. And uh, first of all, I'm really proud of you for coming out on a Saturday morning. It tells me a lot about who you are, right? Because only people who want more out of life are willing to invest, right? That's what you know. You're not really sacrificing. A sacrifice means you're losing something. An investment means you hope to gain something. And so you're here investing your time, hoping to gain some understanding, some wisdom to help you enjoy better results in your life. So, first of all, you should be proud of yourself because not, not everyone is willing to do what you're willing to do. It's yeah. the first step towards being a better parent, yeah. towards being God's best in your life. Uh, secondly, I'm going to share today from, a, from a, a practical, spiritual, emotional, how to develop the whole child, right? We don't want to, you know, there's a lot of people who keep the spiritual side of things out and I think you leave a big hole in your parenting when you do that and there's a lot of people who it's all just spiritual and they, they don't deal with the practical and, and, and there's also they miss some things as well. So I'm going to try and give you a holistic view of how, how to parent and a lot of it will be actually from, from what we read in the Word and I'll definitely share from a biblical perspective um, my, my experience and what I've learned um, but definitely a couple of things. A... No matter what I share today, please keep following Jesus. Uh, number two, if I share something you don't agree with today, um, in fact, I guarantee I'm going to share you something that will challenge you, that might make you feel uncomfortable. And I would encourage you. I was, that was perfect timing. Excellent. Here, let me help. He was just like, that you said I'm going to make me feel uncomfortable, and I just want to let you know about that. Um, and so I just want to encourage you that. Being uncomfortable is a part of growth, right? Mm, yeah. We see that in this world as a, a bad thing, but actually being uncomfortable is a good thing because it grows you. And what it does, it forces you to think, hmm, 
why do I feel uncomfortable about what he said? Is it uncomfortable because it's unbiblical or is it uncomfortable because it means I have to change? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I've had many times in our parenting journey where I'm like, when I haven't known what to do and I've read the word or I've sought wisdom from someone else and what they've said has been like, <laughs> I don't know if I really like that. You know, did you just say the word budget? I don't like that word. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Do you say no chocolate? I'm sorry, that did not compute. <laughs> you know, and so it's a matter of going, okay, what do I want to, what do I really, really want? And that's ultimately what's going to determine what you take away from today is what do you want? Like, really, what kind of kids do you want to have? How, how do you want to live? How do you want your family to be? And I think that's probably one of the most important questions to ask yourself because that'll, you will go through more uncomfortableness when you know, uh, a greater level of discomfort when you know how you want your family to look like, right? If you know, I want my family to be, let's, let's, let's call out some things. What, are, what do you want your family to look like? Like, let's call some things out. Joyful, right? So you want your home and your children to be joyful. What are some other things? What are some characteristics, traits of how you want your children to live, how you want to feel? Secure, right? Confident. Great. Obedient robots. Obedient robots. I forgot how to spell because you made me laugh. Respectful, okay. What, a, what, a, um, what about... Great, that's awesome. I really, li- I really like that. Because it's not so behavioral, behavioral, it's more like their well-being and enjoyment of life. What about as a parent? Great, okay. So shall we say um, maybe... Uh, what do you call it? Emotional, high emotional intelligence, right? Right? Emotional intelligence. So they're able to, let's say, um, manage their emotions as well as, you know, feel. You know, feel the balance of this is how I feel, but then also to be able to go, this is now not the right time to manifest that emotion, <laughs> shall we say. Right? So, and what about as a parent? How do you want to parent? Would you maybe parent with peace? I think yeah. that would be a, a fair statement, maybe. Yeah. All right. So these are just these are just a couple of things, you know. Maybe, and we can put here, let's say, wisdom, right? Because we all need more of that. So here's here's some things, right? So you get two choices. You go, oh dear God, I pray that I have a kid that just magically is all of one of these. Oh Jesus, please help, please, please, please. And you have them, and they're not, and then you're really disappointed. So you can kind of like, I call that wishful thinking. I hope I win the lotto, <laughs> right? And you, you'll hear often, oh, you're so lucky. Occasionally, you will win the lotto with a kid, okay? You will. You'll see some kid, you'll, you'll meet a family and you're like, I know you don't parent anywhere like we do and I don't know how your kid turned out like that. <laughs> it's called winning the lotto, all right? But the reality is nine out of 10 families, that's not their experience, Okay. So the goal is to be, all right, well, all these things are still available to us. The Bible clearly tells us 
Jesus says, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you, my joy I give you, and no man take it from you. The love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. God's love lives on the inside of us as Christians. There's so, there's so much wisdom belongs to us. Like There's so many things that are promised to us, right? But they're not default automatic, yeah. right? It's here, it's in you, just like every single one of us has a six-pack. It's just covered by layers of fat, right? <laughs> so, it's, it's, but, but, so everyone has it, but in order to get it, it's pretty funny, isn't it? You're like, I'm the only one in the room that's got a six-pack. Yeah, shut up, all right? Anyway, but in order to get it, there's, there, you just have to remove the other things that stand in its way, right? So peace, joy, love, everything is all on the inside of your child. So this is why the most important part of parenting is this. It's to build identity, right? And I know um, Andrew was telling me a little bit about you've been learning, sharing, going through this journey at church, but the pro- your primary job is not to discipline. Listen to me very carefully. If you're going to be a disciplinarian, you will breed rebellion, yeah. right? And even, I mean, I mean they, use, they use, even in the army, they use, you know, strict routine and stuff like that. But what they're really doing is they're brainwashing these young men and young women into who they are. You're a soldier. It's not just about getting them to do the right thing. They're training them in their identity. And to be a soldier, you need to be disciplined. You need to look after yourself. Well, I just want to have long hair. I don't care if you want long hair. This is who you are, right? And they're very strict about it. But as a parent, we don't want to necessarily be like that. We want to lovingly teach our kids who they are, right? You, you do have a heart of joy, but it gets clouded by your emotions, right? You are a kind boy. And sometimes you make dumb choices, right? Yeah. And so constantly separating, and when I say identity, I mean separating, uh, like, you know, if, let's draw a picture here of a kid, right? I guess kind of separating down the middle their behavior, right? And their attitude from who God says they are, Right? And this is, re- this is one of the keys to why Rena and I enjoy such beautiful children and enjoy our parenting because we learnt from the Word of God that just because my child came up to me and yelled at me, it's not really who he is, yeah, right? Really and so what happens in life, I, and I saw, I have a unique perspective on parenting because I was a primary school teacher, so I'm at the mercy of other people's parenting. Yeah. I've been a children's entertainer. Kids, no, I know how to have fun time with kids. I know how to be the fun guy and connect. I know how to connect with kids. And then I'm also a dad where I want to raise my kids. My job is not to be their best friend, but to coach them and help train them in who they are. So I've got the three unique perspectives on how to connect and engage. And the most powerful way to win somebody over is connection, right? If you want someone to do something for you, you can threaten them. Um, you can bribe them or you can connect with them and some of you have got really good friends who you would do anything for if they asked you for hey I'm in a pickle can you borrow me a thousand dollars you would do it right you don't need a signed contract there's things that you would do for certain but if somebody random off the street came up to you or someone just an acquaintance said hey listen can you help me out I need to borrow five grand you'd be like yeah go see the bank mate (laughs) 
right? So, and it's out of connection, right? Deep connection. So your kids will become whoever they see that you've trained them to be, right? And so that is why when my kids come up to me and if my son yells at me, Dad, you said... Da, 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 right? Because who knows? There's no such thing as a perfect child, yeah. okay? So when they do, you get two choices. You can go, you rude, arrogant little brat. Go to your room. You are going to get a consequence. So what, you, what we do in that is we respond emotionally and then we respond to the behavior and we're telling them, you are your behavior. That's who you are, right? Which, what, which fundamentally contrasts with what God says. He says, you're a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new but we still sin, we still mess up, we still get it wrong, yet God says, you're brand new on the inside. So our job is to go, hey Tyson, I hear you're upset, I suggest you go touch that wall, turn around, and come back and try again. Right? Tyson, I know you don't want to yell at me, that's not who you are. Please go to your room, calm down, and when you're ready, Come back and let's try again. I always give them one chance. I know there's a lot of parenting like, first time obedience. But the thing is, I'm not even first time obedient. Yeah, <laughs> right? Really and there's a lot, and I'm not saying it's a wrong philosophy. There's like, this, this, you want to move away from the yes sir, yes ma'am, because it's not, when they become a teenager, they will not stay with that. Mm. Right? Yeah. But you want them to say yes sir, yes ma'am, out of I love you mum, I respect you mum. Yes, I will, right? So that is why I want to teach them. So why do I give my kids a first chance? Because I want to train them to manage their emotions. When they're three, four, five, even 10 or 13, 14, they're developing new emotions that they haven't felt before. They don't know what to do with it, right? If I gave, if you gave me a piece of apparatus, a scientific tool that I'd never used in my life, even though I'm 35 and expected me to use it perfectly, you're an idiot. I don't know how to use it, right? So I, someone have to come alongside me and go, okay, Sean, and I could start using it and I'd be like, okay, Sean, here's what you need to do. You need to hold it like this. This is the button, this does this, right? Just leave me alone, I'm 35, I know how to do it. Okay, Sean, do you just wanna go take a chill pill for a second, turn around and come back, realize I'm here to help you, right? So often I'll send our kids to the step, to their room, to something, calm down. When you're ready, come back and try again. Now, if they come back and they're rude again, then they get a consequence, right? But what I'm doing is teaching them, hey, there's a process of managing your emotions. You have to own your behavior, own your attitudes. So I want to encourage you in your parenting, first thing is always give them a chance. Always give them a chance. It doesn't matter if they swore at you, if they... What, whatever they did, right? And I'm not saying that you, some people are like, what does that mean you let them get away with it? But remember, the point is not to give them a consequence. The point is to train them to own their own behavior, manage their emotions, because one day they're going to be at high school and someone's going to say something to them and if they don't know how to manage their emotions, they're going to punch them in the face or they're going to do something and they're going to cry in the corner, they're going to be miserable and horrible and the goal is to train them to own their behavior. So the best place to practice is at a safe place at home with you, right? So if they go back to their room and then they come back and they still got the same attitude, I'll say Tyson or Taylor or doesn't matter how old they are, listen, 
you've chosen not to manage your emotions. Now you're going to get a consequence. And I'll still reaffirm, this is not who you are. You are a beautiful, obedient, respectful young man. But you've chosen to be disrespectful. And now you've chosen a consequence. I'm constantly saying, it's not who you are. This is who you are. And you chose to now get a consequence, right? I encourage you to start using this kind of language. Even, even from when our kids were like two, I would say to them, because they can understand a lot. They might not be able to communicate heaps. I'm like, please, Tyson, do not touch the socket. No. Tyson, if you touch the socket, you're choosing to get a smack on your hand. Is that what you want? Do not touch the socket. Touch the socket again, right? And then, and I was like, okay, you chose to disobey daddy and now you chose a consequence. This is some of the best language I ever learned in my life because they're like, why are you so mean? Why are you so mean? Why do you hate me? Why do you this? I'm like, I'm sorry. Was I the one that yelled at your mother? Was it me? Who was it? It was me. Oh, so therefore, did you have a choice? Did somebody make you yell at your mummy? No. Therefore, did we give you a warning? Yes. Therefore, you chose to get a consequence. I don't want one, but you chose to get one. I didn't choose to get one. Sure you did. When you chose not to manage your emotions. Right? Because it's responsibility. Teaching them responsibility. And it starts from a young age... And even if your kids are older, you can begin to implement this kind of thing. Actually, I would encourage you, if your kids are older, apologize to them. Mommy, Daddy is sorry that we haven't parented you the best that we could have. There's some things that we just didn't know. You can tell them, you don't learn how to parent a kid when you get a kid at the hospital. Mommy and Daddy have tried their best. And we've been learning. And from God's word and from other people, we've learned there's some things we can do better. We want to help you to be able to manage that anger. Do you li- and ask them, do you like feeling angry? Do you like feeling sad all the time? Do you like it? No. Well, we can help you, right? We can help you. And mommy and daddy, please forgive us. We haven't, we're going we're to be changing some things around here. So if you find it's, you, you've, you know, it's, it's a bit different, this is good. This is going to help you, right? Just being honest about it. So this is, this is probably one of Rena and I's fundamental things that we learn from the Word of God that you will not find in many parenting books ever. Most people will like, deal with the behavior. It's really not about the behavior. It's about if you can train a child to see themselves the way that God does, then what happens is they'll never say, I'm the naughty kid. I remember as a teacher, excuse me, sir, first day, I'm the naughty one. Who taught, who taught him that? All the teachers before him that said, stop being naughty. Yeah. Right? Right? It's, but in the same one, I, I'm, sir, I'm the fast one. How does he know he's the fast one? Because everyone goes, man, you're so fast. You're so fast. I'm the smart one, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm the dumb one. Why do they think they're the dumb one? Because over the course of their life, they've determined their identity with the mark that they got. Yeah. Right? And so this is, this is why identity is such a big struggle for many Christians. That's why most Christians, ha- takes them time to build that, whoa, I am who God, I don't know if you've heard that Hillsong song, I am who you say I am, like, you know, yeah. declaring who you are. And so um, 
I want to encourage you. That's probably, the, if you take anything away from today, separate behavior and attitude from who your children are. It'll help you love them more. It really will. When they yell at you, you won't take it so personally. Right? When they're a teenager and they come home and they say, Dad, I did X, Y, and Z, and you want to flip the switch, you'll be able to go, wait a second. That's not who my kid is. I wonder why they did that. Who influenced them to make that choice, right? So these kind of basic things. Um, So that was the first thing. Is that helpful for anybody? I don't know. Right? So identity separate behavior, right? Um, Let me pop this down here. The second thing, and I'm going to do some, I'll do some questions. We'll have a bit of a break in a minute so you can process everything. So first one is build identity. And how do we do that? By speak who they are. Right? And what's the biblical context for this? Well, Jesus calls you a new creation. When, let's be honest, we all still mess up. Okay? So God sees you perfectly righteous. So therefore, when you do stuff wrong, it doesn't change your righteousness. Okay? So this, that's the biblical context for why we train in identity. Why does God want you to think like that? So then you'll start to talk like him, think like him. Because if you don't, you'll, t- you'll still keep acting the way you were. Right? That's why Christianity is not about behavior modification, but heart transformation. And when you meet someone that fully is transformed by the power of God, you're like, whoa, they eventually become a different person. You're like, I don't know who you are anymore. You never used to be shy, quiet, timid, afraid, whatever you used to, you were an alcoholic, right? Even that very, even that very um, semblance of you're an alcoholic infers identity. This is who I am. I'm obese. I'm the, you're right, we, we put these labels on people un, unwittingly, fair enough, but then people carry that with them all their life. And your soul, and this is something God showed me, you know, if this is, this is a human here, right, you, you can be saved, whatever, born again on the outside, you know, whatever, but on the, and, and you, so on the inside of you, you are perfect, clean, holy, but in your soul... There's this, it was like, um, there's this black, black covering all over your soul. And what it is, the Lord showed me, it's words that people have spoken over you over all your life. And they stick there. And even if you've forgotten from your memory, they stick to your soul. And and that's the process of renewing your mind with the truth of the word of God that begins to fundamentally change and wipe out. And that's why someone can get saved and still really struggle for a long time because of all this stuff on your soul. And so that's what we want to avoid for our kids, right? And we avoid that by teaching them who they are in Christ. That's one of the most amazing things we can do. So speak who they are and separate their behavior, right, from their identity. Now, is that easy? Of course it's not easy. Because when your kid comes and chucks a tantrum on the floor, what do you want to do? You want to fix it immediately. Yeah. Right? Or when they say something rude to you, they're rude to you, when you immediately your emotions boil up because we are emotional beings, right? 
So then you manifest, you react, right? You react to that. It's called reactive parenting. And, and so it's going to take a process. That's why I say most parenting issues can be solved with you. Yeah. The way you respond, the way you speak. Like I've been, I've been downtown, I'm sure you guys have seen, you know when someone looks at you and you're like, they want to fight. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. People walk down like, what are you looking at? And I've got mates who are just idiots. And they'll look back, sorry, they act like an idiot sometimes. <laughs> Still catch myself. And they walk downtown and someone will go like, what are you looking at? And he'll, they'll be like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, I'm moving away. <laughs> right? Because they can't deal with it. They, they, their pride gets in the way and says, I'm looking at you. Rather than me, I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm not looking at anything. And I'll keep going. Yeah. Right? I could have I said, oh, I was looking at you and made a big deal of it, but it's just my pride getting there. You know, if someone challenges my family, then that's different. You can stand up for your family. You stand up for whatever. But I'm saying learning to go, there are certain things that you go, okay, it's not worth it. Yeah. Why? Because I want to keep my peace. Yeah. Keep my peace, right? So separating their behavior, what it's going to do is going to help you keep your peace. And if you value your peace... You'll fight for it, yeah. right? So most parenting, most parenting issues can be solved with that. Even if your kid five, six times a day is rude to you, right? Yeah. Even if they're five, Jesus said, how many times, Peter said, how many times do I have to forgive? Seven times 70. And Peter's like, flip. <laughs> you know? yeah. And what, what was his point? His point was, if you keep training someone in their identity, eventually they'll get it. Yeah. And they'll switch, right? Yeah. So when our kids are, and it's one of my favorite things, honestly, I use, I suggest you use, go touch the wall, come back and try again. Go sit down on the step over there. When you've gotten your emotions together, come back and try again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, it honestly it keeps you at peace. A, manages their, teaches them to manage their own emotions, but you don't have to be a, a screamer and a yeller. You're just like, you train yourself, your default response is, oh, I'm sorry, that's not who we are in this family. Would you like to go try again? Sometimes I'll be like, I'm sorry. Uh, he'll be like, Dad, you said that you would take us to McDonald's and you've been working in your office and how come you haven't taken us yet? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen my son Tyson? Because this sure doesn't look like him. Do you want to go find him? Do you want to go find him and come back and try again? And then he'll be like, And the thing is, because I refuse to acknowledge his rude behavior, right? Now, if he comes back and does it again, then I'll say to him, excuse me, young man, you have chosen to be disobedient and respectful. That's not who we are in this family. Who are we? Generous. Do you think that you're acting generous right now? No. Do I deserve your rage? No. Okay, well, you've now chosen the consequence. Go and sit on the step. I will come and see you in three minutes. Right? But I gave him a chance. Whereas first time obedience is like, excuse me, you should never have talked to me like this. And, now get, and that, I'm not saying it's unwarranted, but what I'm saying, it doesn't train. It trains out of fear. And what do you do when your kid's 15 and they're as big as you? What do you do then, right? This is what I saw as a teacher. People would scream and yell as teachers. But do you know what happens? Kids just get used to it. And then they're like, is that all you've got? Is that all you've got? And so kids would just rule the roost. 
But a kid can't rule the roost of someone that they can't upset. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, someone's listening. Google's listening. But you think, how powerful is that? They've actually done, they did a study. I don't know if you saw it on YouTube where they had a guy having a go, like just full on having a go at this young fella. And they said, just respond emotionally back. This guy starts saying, you're a moron, you're a jerk. And the guy's like, you're an idiot, I hate you. And they go backwards for it. And then, and it was only just a, a, a sample test. Like they didn't really mean it. By the end of it, they were so worked up, both of them. Yeah. They like wanted to fight. Yeah. Right? Because we, words are containers and they carry faith, fear, they carry life, they carry death. So they're like, whoa, they got themselves worked up. And the judge like, whoa, 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 calm down. And then they said, this time, here's what I'm going to do. You speak horrible about him and you just speak kindly back. And then what happened? The guy starts going, you're a moron, you're this. And the guy goes, I think you're awesome. And you go like this. Eventually, the guy who's being horrible starts laughing because it is so unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. It is so unnatural to speak life back to somebody who has spoken death over yeah. you. And what happens is what it does, it produces life in them. And that's what happens when you do it consistently in your children and with your parenting. You will produce peace and life in your home. Yes. Yep. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're tired, hungry, or stressed. Yeah. 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 And that is why. That is why. I, that is why I always give my kids more grace when that's there. However, let me ask you this. When you're driving down the road and you're speeding and you say to the policeman, I'm just really tired. He doesn't care. So when you go to the job and you stuff the job up and you say, I'm so sorry, boss, I was really hungry. Right? Now, we show grace because they're young. Now, I'm just giving you perspective. So what happens is you can be, you can be, um, have so much mercy on your kids that what happens, you, you lose your peace, right? Because they're driving you crazy at home. So then that's not a good solution either. So the goal is, and I've, I've faced this in our kids, we recognize, okay, they're tired, which is a good reminder, don't yell at them. They're tired. Maybe they need the extra clear warning, the clear, clear instruction about what to do. But there still comes a point where I'm like, you've chosen in your tiredness to not even try to manage your emotions. You're not even trying, right? If they're trying, okay, we go there. The, but if they're not even trying, you know, sorry, sir, I was speeding. Look, I'm on my way to the hospital. 
my daughter had an emergency accident. It's not life or death, right? But I need to get there. Okay, there's a bit of context. He might let you off, right? But if you're like, oh, I was just speeding because, you know, you know, I wanted to get to Kmart to buy a new you know, microwave on sale. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. You're an idiot. So, so basically, you have to work through that. What, but what I always suggest is that you, you're, you're trying to train them, right? You're trying to train them. I know you're tired, so acknowledge. I know you're hungry. I know you're, even in your relationship, hun, I know you're stressed. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I understand that you're stressed. I don't want, let's not make this a big deal. However, the way you spoke to me, I didn't appreciate it. And I know that's not really how you wanted to speak to me, right? Yeah. 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 So, can you please? So, stuff like, stuff like um, what I will do with my kids when they're like this in particular is I'll say things like, they'll come to me and they'll be whatever, they'll ask for something. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'd love to help you. Um, but you forgot your manners. So as soon as you remember them, I'd love to help you, right? So stuff like that. I can't help you until you remember who you are. <coughs> so then I might not give a consequence, but I, I just can't help you. Although sometimes they'll come out, Dad, 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 can you come? And I'm in the middle of a phone call or I'm, on, I'm doing something on my laptop or something. Dad, 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 Dad. And I look at them, I'm like, oh, I'd love to help you. Um, but you've chosen not to interrupt correctly. Would you like to maybe go away for a minute and come back and try again? Dad, dad, dad. I'm like, oh, I'd love to help you. I really want to help you. When you, when you want to come and interrupt properly, I'll help you. <sighs> right? Because, but I'm consistent in it, right? They just know. So now if they want my attention, they'll stand and they'll just wait a second. Excuse me, Dad. Oh, hi, Tyson. Nice to see you, buddy. What can I do for you? Right? And so what it does is it shows them Dad was actually will. Dad was there and he was present. Daddy was teaching me how to show respect. Right? And I, t I tell you, these are all the things that people are like, oh, come on. Not that big. This will make your life a million times better when they're a teenager. Because you have established... 12 years of this is how we speak to one another. So when they come home to you from school and they start talking rudely, you're like, ooh, that's not normal. I wonder what happened. Right? Same thing with when people, when, you're, when your children don't sleep regularly, when they don't have good sleeping patterns, you never know if they're sick, if they're teething, if they're whatever, right? Because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So that is why training in behavior, if you train your children to speak respectfully, when they come home and don't speak respectfully, it's a trigger to you. Something must have happened today, right? It makes sense. If you normally have a good relationship with your, with your husband, with your wife, and all of a sudden one of you bites the other one's head off, instead of being turned into you know, ninja wars, you're like, I wonder what happened. It's a great question to ask yourself as a parent. Why did they do that? Right, and so this this obviously you know that that is where wisdom and discretion comes into it. And look, will you get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Do I occasionally yell at my kids? Of course I do. Do I go and apologise afterwards? Yes, I do. And that is how you show your kids what what being human is, right? What being a follower of Jesus is. Hey, mummy's like give you an example. Yes. 
the day before. So I travel away a fair bit, so Rena's at home with the kids on her own, right? As it is, so we live in a caravan from that wall to this kitchen in this little space. So if you think your house is small, ours is really small, right? This is our home where we travel. And so Rena said, Tyson, time for bed. Tyson, Taylor in bed. And uh, anyway, Rena was tucking our daughter in and our son got out of bed. It's 33 degrees. He went to go get the hot pack and warm it up in the microwave. <laughs> anyway, he gets up, can't reach it, so he climbs up on the bench, puts the hot pack in, puts it in the microwave. Rena, you know, as a parent, you don't always see what your kids are doing, right? Because you're focused, doing thing. Rena comes back, and the next thing she hears is smash all on the floor, and he's pulled the hot pack out, but he's pulled the, the glass plate, and it's smashed and crashed, and there's glass everywhere, it's bedtime. And Rena, she, Rena said, I just lost it. <laughs> she said, I lost it at him. He's crying, I'm crying, <laughs> get him in bed. And then she's like, I'm sorry, buddy. That was, that was really horrible of me. I should not, that's not who I am. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. You're a beautiful boy. I know you didn't mean to. And then she said, let me ask you this. What did you learn from that? I should have asked. That's right. You should have asked. You are an obedient, respectful boy, but you didn't ask. And sometimes when you don't ask, things like this happen. Right? And because we've taught generosity, he says, don't worry, mum. I'll use my own money to pay for it. Right? That is not a normal sentence from a kid. Right? And so then she goes, no, buddy, it's okay. Mummy and daddy will pay for it. Not a problem. And then she says, in the middle of the night, at two o'clock in the morning, he says, Hey, Mum. Yes, darling. I love you, Mummy. Thanks for forgiving me. And went back to sleep. There's not normal characteristics of someone, but the, the kind of... Now, I'm, and obviously, his personality and nature will be different from other children. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, that's the byproduct of modelling we always forgive. Separating behaviour from identity produces, what it does, produces a soft heart. I want strong kids with a soft heart, yeah. right? I want warrior prince and princess kids who can take whatever the world throws at them, but they keep a soft heart. Jesus was a strong man, right? You brood of vipers. <laughs> and he was strong, but he had a soft, full of compassion. Right, And that is the goal. The culture is to culture the heart. And that is why discipline doesn't culture the heart. Right, You can run a strict ship. Home by this time. Do this. Don't you speak to your mother like that. Get to the, get to the, whack, whack, whack. Do that. And, and all of those things in their right context can produce fruitfulness and righteousness. But discipline like this, I guarantee you, will lead to rebellion because it doesn't produce the culture of the heart. So um, that's, that's what I want to... I want to have a bit of a break now. So just the first little session, I wanted to talk about identity and some, some basics around discipline, life, speaking life, managing emotions. That what I just shared with you here, if you take some of it and put it into practice, I, I guarantee you, you'll begin, to see, you, you'll begin to see culture change in your heart. First, in your heart, peace and patience and then in your children no matter how old they are this will work with a teenager 
It might take longer with a teenager because they've had 12, 13, 14, 15 years of maybe different programming, right? That's why you've got to apologise. Got to apologise and say, things are going to change around here a little bit. It's going to be good. And you know what? Most of the things are going to change is going to be mummy. It's not you. It's not your fault. It's mummy's fault. It's daddy's fault. We haven't trained you the way that we should have. I tell you, your kid will fall over if you tell that to them. <laughs> right? You tell them it's not your fault. It's mummy and daddy's fault. Man, they want to know what to do with it. They'll be like, can I check your pulse, mum? Are you okay? <laughs> you know? It's good, right? So identity. And what we'll do, we'll have a bit of a break because um, there's some yummy food over here. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll, do, we'll have some questions and answers and we'll go through some other practical things and stuff that you guys want to know. So let's have a break. Have a mold Caesar. And we'll work on our six packs next week. We've got some awesome food here from Janine, so please come and share everyone.